0: Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
1: special edition of Football 24-7. I'm your guy, Tone The II. You guys are locked in on Jacob Sports, the YouTube channel. Make sure you guys smash that like button. Make sure you guys continue to stay locked in on the content here at Jacob Sports. We appreciate all the love and support you guys provide to all of the shows. Now, I know you guys just got finished watching the National Football Show with Dan Cilio, and it's been a lot of content going on throughout the day. But, man, breaking news. James Bradbury has resigned to the Philadelphia Eagles. Now this isn't going to be a long live stream. You guys, we're not going to spend too much time dwelling, but we're going to break some of this stuff down. And we're also going to break down the repercussions or the aftermath of bringing back a guy like James Bradbury. Now he's a clean cut guy, team guy, locker room guy. He's a pro's pro. So there's nothing wrong with bringing back, bringing back James Bradbury into the fold. Right. But Let's talk about the details of his contract, first and foremost. So uh, James Bradbury, cornerback, signed a three-year deal with the Philadelphia Eagles, which is a $38 million contract. It includes $20 million, fully guaranteed, and is worth up to $44 million with incentives. That's $6 million in incentives. So it's a $44 million contract, and it's about a 14.5, 14.6 annual average if he hits all of his incentives. But – Again, bringing back a guy like James Bradbury makes this transition from the 2022 season to the 2023 season that much more easier. But we have to keep in mind that there's another corner in Philadelphia who's trying to get his money, and that's Darius Slay. Darius Slay is a guy who had a strong first half of the season, and then it started to tail off, right? He wasn't terrible, but he wasn't the Darius Slay that we all expected him to be. He was rather... Some would say inconsistent, but that's not saying he's necessarily a bad player. It's just that, you know, he, he he's he's getting up there. He's getting long in the tooth, right? I think Darius Slay will be uh 33 come January 1st of 2024 or something like that. He's 32 right now, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, Darius Slay is an OG in the game. That's a fact. So bringing back James Bradbury, giving him the money that you gave him, to me at least, is a clear-cut sign that Darius Slay... His time in Philadelphia is coming to a bitter end. Because think about it. In Darius Slay's situation, he didn't want to restructure his contract. He actually wanted an extension and he wanted more money. So for the Eagles to deny Slay that extension, giving him more money, and to give James Bradbury essentially 14.5, 14.6 million per season over a three-year span. 44 to 44 million total for them to give that kind of money to James Bradbury. Imagine what Darius Slate is feeling right now. Granted, Darius Slate will be due 17 million this season on his contract. He has one year left in his deal with uh, with the Eagles. He's going to be due 17 million. The Eagles don't want to pay that to Darius Slate. That's just the reality. The Eagles don't want to play. Don't don't want to pay two corners north of 14, 15 million dollars. No team is doing that in the NFL right now. So why would the Philadelphia Eagles want to do that, right? It makes it makes total sense. So what's the future for Darius Slay? Will he be traded on draft day? Will he be traded this week? All this stuff is still rather unfolding. But so far, the Philadelphia Eagles have made some pretty modest moves um, throughout this free agency. Um, along with bringing back James Bradbury, they brought back Boston Scott on a one-year, $2 million deal. I like that. It's a steady move. It's a reliable move. Boston Scott is always going to deliver what we need Boston Scott to do, right? He's just that steady presence. Um, He's reliable, like I said. And then they decided to bring in a running back uh, by the name of Rashad Penny, who spent time, most, who actually spent his entire career with the Seattle Seahawks. Now, this Rashad Penny move, um, I'm kind of torn about it. Because I recognize the upside of a guy like Rashad Penny, I recognize that Rashad Penny is a talented running back. I get that, but Rashad Penny can't stay healthy. That's 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 my that's my problem. That's my only problem with a guy like Rashad Penny. The fact that he's only started eleven games through his five-year career in Seattle is pretty disappointing. You know, we have to be honest about that. But the upside is there. It, it's there. And I don't think the Rashad Penny signing is a is a contract that we're going to write home about. I don't think it's one of those situations where the Eagles are going to be leaning on Rashad Penny. I think this is one of those things that they brought in an extra body. They want to see if they can get something out of him. If he if he stays healthy, that's, that, that's great. If he doesn't, I'm pretty sure they only gave him a one-year veteran minimum type of deal. I'm pretty sure Rashad Penny took the first deal that came across his table because he didn't have too many offers. So, Maul, you bring up an interesting point. Rashad Penny, Sermon, Trey Sermon, and Kenny Gainwell, and you also have Boston Scott. So, what is the future of this running back room? What will it look like? Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell, Rashad Penny, Trey Sermon. What does that look like? Will the Eagles draft a running back? Maybe in the second, third. If they get a fourth-round pick, maybe then. Who knows? But so far, the running back room is rather average. Average. But again, this, this Eagles offensive line is going to be able to make any of these guys look rather good. Any of these guys are going to be able to average uh, four yards a carry behind this offensive line. But that's not where, again, that's not where the, the meat of the news is. I want to double back to the James Bradbury situation because – we got to keep in mind, C.J. Garner-Johnson is still on the market, a guy that the Philadelphia Eagles fans want in the city. But C.J. wants a lot of money for his services. And when you think about what Jesse Bates got pretty much set in the market at $16 million per year, there's no surprise C.J. Garner-Johnson wants something close to that. But the fact that C.J. is still sitting means either he's waiting for the right deal or the deal that he wants didn't come a-knocking the way he thought it would, right? Because think about this also, with Marcus Epps getting signed to the Oakland Raiders, or I'm sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders, pretty much getting $6 per year. Where does that put C.J.? He's somewhere in the middle there, right? Their team skipped over. The Raiders skipped over C.J. Garner-Johnson to bring in Marcus Epps because he was a cheaper signing, right? So the safety market is always a funny one. Bates pretty much set the market, but Bates was pretty much the premier guy in terms of safeties. Um, I know Jordan Poirier is still available, Um, but again, C.J. Garner-Johnson's market, I'm beginning to believe it's not panning out the way he thought it would. So are the Eagles pretty much playing the long game and expecting him to eventually come back, right? What is C.J. Gardner johnson worth to you, Eagles fans? Because again, you signed James Bradbury giving him North of 14 million a year if he hits all his incentives. We expected a guy like CJ to command a number around that. So what are the odds of the Philadelphia Eagles paying Darius Slay 17 million, James Bradbury 14.6 million if he hits all his if he hits all his incentives, and then also re-signing CJ Garner Johnson, probably paying him between 13 and 15 million per season. What are the odds? Some people have C.J. slated at 11 to $12 million per year. That's what they're thinking. That's what they're saying. But ultimately, what can you expect out of this situation? So going into 2023, the Eagles are going to have a lot of questions on defense still when you bring back James Bradbury because I think I mentioned this. The Eagles could very well have lost two, two starting linebackers, two starting DTs, two starting corners, and two starting safeties. They've already lost one of their safeties in Marcus Epps. CJ is still on the market right now, free agent. They've already lost Javon Hargrave. Fletcher Cox is still on the market, right? They've already lost T.J. Edwards and Kaiser White. Kaiser White went to the Arizona Cardinals. He followed Jonathan Gannon, which makes sense for his career. I think he signed a two-year deal over there, uh, getting about four point five, maybe five million per season. Uh, T.J. Edwards went to Uh, the Bears getting about 6.5 million per season over a three year span, I believe. Uh, Javon Hargrave signed big money north of 20 million per season, uh, with the San Francisco 49ers. I'm not paying that kind of money to a D tackle, I'm sorry, especially one that's 30. So, when you think about all those, when you think about all those variables that I mentioned, right, the Eagles are still not in a steady place, but they're moving forward. They're trending in the right direction. If you ask me, I believe that if you can find a way to maximize a Kobe Dean, you find a way to maximize or Jordan Davis, you find a way to maximize Milton Williams. Maybe you draft the defensive lineman in the first round. Maybe you draft Jalen Carter. If he falls or Darius Slate, you trade him, get some more picks. Maybe you get some third, fourth and fifth round picks for him. And at that point, you, uh, you draft maybe Gonzalez or Witherspoon in the first round to play opposite side of James Bradbury. So the Eagles have options here. They have options, but they have to be smart about their money because at the end of the day, the one thing that still hasn't happened yet, Jalen Hurts still hasn't gotten his money. That's the one thing that still hasn't happened yet. So I'm actually surprised they've made this kind of commitment to a player, even still – with not having Jalen Hurts' contract done but regardless I think this is something that they needed to get done. Um a lot of people felt like you're either going to bring back James Bradbury or CJ Garner Johnson. Is this the end of the CJ Garner Johnson era in Philadelphia? I don't think so. I think there I think I think there's still some hope there, but it all depends on how CJ Garner Johnson's market pans out. That's really that's really what it, what it depends on because I feel I personally believe if CJ was worth it he would have been got signed on day one he actually probably would have got signed today so the eagles still are in a good position with cj garner johnson because he's still in the market i believe he's weighing his options i believe he's gotten offers i believe he's gotten north of three offers but i just don't know if he sees it as the offer that he wants so, so that puts Philadelphia in a good position in terms of negotiating with CJ. They told him, look, hey, find out what your market is and, you know, let us match it. And clearly, the Eagles have been able to match it. Because if they couldn't, he would have been signed already. You follow me? The terms of the contract that he's been offered, clearly he, it's not jiving with him. So I believe the Eagles have been able to match CJ Garner Johnson's offers that he's gotten. I just think CJ is trying to get more. And that's just not going to happen, especially with Jesse Bates already being taken off the board. You still got a guy like Jordan Poirier uh, still available. CJ, there's a again, Eagles fans, there is a chance that CJ Garner Johnson can still come back to the city. There's There's a strong chance. So don't give up just yet. Don't give up just yet. But again, you guys continue to smash that like button, continue to stay engaged because You know, the the, this is why I love the NFL, because the NFL dominates the news line time and time again, Monday through Sunday, every single day of the year, 365 days of the year. The NFL will always win. Right. The NFL will always win. And I love it. Absolutely love it. I want to get the sound. I want to get to some of you guys chats because uh, you guys have been doing an amazing job staying engaged with the content. So. uh. Duck Nugent says there's always a chance we thought Bradbury was gone. Hey, listen, man, I thought Bradbury was finito. I thought Bradbury would not come back to the city of Philadelphia. I thought that was over and done with. I really, I I thought Bradbury was the last player we would be able to resign. But the fact that they were able to work some things out, I like it. Because it provides stability. And on top of that, Bradbury is a player that you don't mind leading your defense you don't mind him being a team captain you dig you you dig what i'm saying here this is these are the moments these are the players that you want in, in, in your locker room you were able to bring back brandon graham a quality player a quality a quality talent a quality human you were able to bring back james bradbury a quality human in your locker room jason kelsey a quality human in your locker room Right, especially with the changing of the guard coming soon and this team is going only, only going to get younger and younger. You want to have some veteran leadership back there. You want to. And I think James Bradbury, under, James Bradbury understood that he, 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 he played his best football in Philadelphia. He understands that. And the fact that he still wanted to resign here even with the coaching turnover. That's another thing, you guys. The coaching turnover is going to play a factor in this free agency market. The fact that Bradbury wanted to come back, regardless of the coaching turnover, says a lot. Now, sure, the money, <laughs> sure the money made him come back. I'm positive the money made him come back, but still, he understood that his best years, his best, his best, his his best in his career came in Philadelphia. Second team All-Pro, I believe he was a Pro Bowler as well. So um, th- th- that's not something that can be overlooked. We'll see, Garner Johnson. See the writing on the wall the same way. I don't know. I just don't know. Other than that, though, you know, this has been. This has been a very interesting uh, free agency thus far, because you're seeing a lot of money being thrown around. (laughs) Hold on. True Savage says Bradbury resigned because Gannon is gone. That's that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Look, I'm not going to deny that Gannon. From the numbers did a pretty good job in Philly. If you look at the numbers, but if you really pay attention to who the Eagles played and how we were able to take advantage of that, it kind of makes it hard to see how good Gannon really was. I was I was always hitting him, I was always hit or miss for Gannon, but I'm not I'm not looking to go backwards. We got a guy in Sean Desai. I'm really curious to see what he's able to bring up bring out of uh James Bradbury. Uh, that's going to be something that's going to be really interesting. Um, James Bradbury, I believe, is what, 29, 28. So he still has some great years ahead of him. And here's the thing about it, too, you guys. James Bradbury, his contract, right, his contract has $20 million fully guaranteed with a total value of $44 million. So that means that the Eagles can technically get out of that contract after the first two years, after the first year or so. They have some flexibility. If they decide, if they decide, if they if they decide to move on from Bradbury after year one, they're only going to owe him about six million. That's not that bad. So I think this is a good contract for everyone involved, especially if the Eagles do want to move on from it in 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 the, in the long term. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they want a stable force back there. And I, I'm sorry, I just I don't I don't see the Eagles keeping. I don't see the I don't see how the Eagles keep Darius Slay at a $17 million price tag and you're paying James Bradbury around $15 million, $14.6 million per year to be exact, if he hits all his incentives. I don't see that happening. I just don't. So I mean, I like Darius Slay. I like Darius Slay a lot. But we can't ignore some of the things we saw as the season progressed. Remember, he started off strong. He started off very strong. But then he kind of tailed off. And again, Darius Slate didn't have a bad season. He had some moments that made you scratch your head. But he didn't have a bad season. He just declined as the season went. It didn't, it, it didn't seem... Say goodbye. Say goodbye like he had the same gas. It didn't seem like he was cooking with the same oil. You know what I mean? That fish grease wasn't popping the way we was used to it popping. You follow me here? So, again, Darius Slay, I'm of the mindset, move on a year early rather than a year too late. That's my that's my mindset. That's the way I'm looking at it. I don't know. That's <laughs> That's just the way I'm looking at it, man. And also on top of this, right, take this into perspective, you guys. The Philadelphia Eagles historically have committed too much of their resources to aging veterans. Too often. Remember, we gave Alshon Jeffrey all that money. Remember that? Remember, uh, we gave Vinnie Curry that money. Remember that? Uh, who else did we pay? Um, remember, we, um, who was it? We, we gave, we, we was just throwing money around. We gave uh, Deshaun Jackson a lot of money. You follow me? We was giving out money to old heads, Left and right. Left and right. Harry Roseman, I think, has learned his lesson. He's not going to be left holding the bag with the aging veteran while he's collecting his coins. No, he's not going to do that. He's just not. Harry Roseman looks at it like this. I'm going to move on a year early while you still have some value rather than a year too late. And now I can't get nothing for you. And I'm stuck with and I'm stuck holding the bag, you know. And here's the thing, as much as we would like Darius Slade to restructure his contract, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to restructure because if he restructures, he loses leverage. Remember, he's he's due $17 million this year. If he restructures, he loses leverage in those negotiations. The Eagles got to pay him. They got to pay him in, in some capacity. If he doesn't, if he doesn't get traded, they got to pay him the $17 million. That's why the Eagles gave him permission to seek a trade. Because they don't want to pay the $17 million. they want They actually offered a restructure first. And Darius Slate already came out and said he didn't request the trade. Darius Slate, we know he didn't request the trade. Darius Slate wants to stay in Philly. He's grown some roots here. He enjoys it here. His family enjoys Philadelphia, right? But the Eagles wouldn't have allowed him to seek a trade if restructuring would have worked. Trust me, the Eagles would have restructured Darius Slate. But Darius Slay refused to restructure. That's my assumption, though. That's my assumption. I don't want to put words in people's mouths, but that's my assumption. I believe the Eagles would have restructured Darius Slay before even allowing him to seek trades. That's my mindset. Why would they want to get rid of Slay just like that? They know Slay is still talented, but they also understand that you're 32, you're due 17 million. We're not going to pay that. James Bradbury, on the other hand, he's 28-29, still in his prime relatively, had a better year than you. I'd rather pay him. So, again, Darius Slay, I promise you, and this is a guess, but I promise you my guess is very sincere. The Eagles tried to restructure Darius Slay. Him, 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 and his representation said, ah, ah, "Ah, we don't want that. We want our seventeen million in full." Because what they were going to do, they were going to restructure and backload that, put some dummy ears on it. He was going to get all his money, but he wasn't going to get it when he wanted it. So his, him, and his representation, uh, Rosenhaus, I believe, said, "Ah, we're not going for that." So at that point, Harry Roseman tells them, "Hey, go find a trade partner then, because we're not paying you that seventeen million this season. You're not getting seventeen million out of us." Out of us this season, you're not doing it. It's not going to happen, Darius Slay. That's that's what High Rosen told his people. So now, now Rosenhaus and Slay are seeking a trade partner. But who wants to pay a 32 year old corner 17 million and then extend him after the fact? Okay, that's what he wants. He wants an extension. And also on top of that, I'm sure the Eagles want to extend Slay, but they want to extend him on the number they feel comfortable. Darius Slay still wants to get 17, 18 million He wants he wants to get top tier corner money, but he's not. He's thirty two. That's the reality. And the thing is, they can't just cut Slay because if they try to cut Slay, I think that I think that's like a twenty six million dollar uh, dead cap hit. So they don't want to cut Slay. That's not what they want. It's not what they want to do. They don't. They don't. They don't even want to move on from Slay. Everyone wants Slay to be here. Devontae Smith wants Slay to be here, right? But it has to be on the number that the Eagles want. So now you guys are asking, what do I think a guy like Darius Slay will command? Well, here's the thing. I think a guy like Darius Slay can definitely, because, all right, let's put it in perspective, right? Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore was just traded from the from the Colts, right? Stefan Gilmore is, I believe, 32 years old, just like Darius Slay. Let me make sure I got this right. Darius Slay, 32 years old. Stefan Gilmore is also 32 years old. And Henry out on this. Steph Stefan Gilmore is a former defensive player of the year. Stefan Gilmore some would say it's still a, a, a very reliable corner. Darius Slay, same thing, very reliable corner, pro bowler, former all pro, so on and so forth. So, those guys are somewhat in the same vein, they're both 32 years old. The Cowboys traded for Stefan Gilmore and sent a fifth round pick to the Colts, a compensatory pick, as a matter of fact. So, if Stefan Gilmore got the Colts a fifth-round pick, what do you guys think Darius Slay is going to fetch the Philadelphia Eagles? Granted, he's coming off of a Pro Bowl season, so that may help. But, again, Stefan Gilmore was traded today from the Colts to the Cowboys for a fifth-round pick. The Cowboys sent the fifth-round compensatory pick to the Colts for Stephon Gilmore, age 32 years old. So, if Stephon Gilmore... Was able to command a fifth round pick from the Cowboys. What do you guys think Darius Slay is going to command if they put him, in, you know, if they put him in trade talks? What do you guys think he's going to command? Especially with his contract being 17 million. The Eagles don't have too much leverage in trade negotiations. They don't. So a team is going to try to, a team, another team, if they do trade for Darius Slay, they're going to try to whack the Eagles. They're going to try to say, uh, we'll give you a sixth. Knowing damn well they might be able to get a fifth or a fourth for Darius Slay. That's the reality. Another thing is Stefan Gilmore's contract isn't anywhere as detrimental to your cap as a Darius Slay. Darius Slay's contract. Let's make sure. We're, let's make sure we're all on the same page here because I want to make sure we 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 do this conversation justice here, right? I want to make sure we do this conversation justice because Darius's contract believe it or not you guys it's pretty annoying and listen more more credit to him man get your coin my brother I'm never mad at a player trying to get his money but I can't get mad at the Eagles for trying to do business their way so Stefan Gilmore well let's start with Darius Slay's contract excuse me in 2023 in 2023 Darius Slay has a base salary of 17 million with a 3.25 million dollar um signing bonus a 500,000 workout bonus right? And he has a cap hit, right? Darius Slay has a cap hit of $26.1 million in 2023. He has a dead cap hit of $21.2 million. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, $26 million against the cap. You want to know what Stephon Gilmore is against the cap? Stephon Gilmore is only $9.9 million against the cap with a $7.96 million base salary. So think about that. Think about it. Which situation would you rather have? Would you rather, if you're trading for a player, would you rather trade for Darius Slay's contract, or would you rather trade for Stefan Gilmore's contract? Again, I'll lay it out to you. I'll lay it out. Darius Slay has a base salary of 17 million in 2023 compared to Stefan Gilmore's 7.96 million base salary. Stephon Gilmore has a $9.9 million cap hit. Darius Slay has a $26 million cap hit. If you're another team, which contract are, do you feel more comfortable paying for? Both players are 32 years old. Both players were considered to be top at the top of their craft. Some still consider them to be at the top of their craft. So who are you trading for? It's the name of the game, you guys and when you and when you resign James Bradbury you're making it very clear to, you're making it very clear to Darius slay we don't see you the way you see yourself that's the unfortunate reality that's the cost of doing business it hurts sometimes, especially when you care about these players and when you buy the jerseys and you know the, you know they're fan favorites and you know Darius Slate has a really cool podcast. There's nothing wrong with endearing yourself to these players. There's nothing wrong with that, but the business side will always come first, and that's why I'm never mad at a player for getting his money, and I'm also never mad at a, never mad at a team for wanting to move on from a guy a year early rather than a year too late james bradbury a guy think about the deal they gave him three years they still had they still have an opportunity to get out of the james bradbury contract if they want to if they want to it's only a three-year deal that's all it is three years and on top of that i just want to make sure i'm confirming his age I just want to make sure I'm confirming his age. Darius, I'm sorry, James Bradbury is 29 years old. 29 years old, and he will be 30. He'll be 30 in August. So, you guys think about it. When the season starts, James Bradbury will be 30. When his contract is over, he'll be, what, 33? Darius Slay right now is 32. He wants an extension with more money. You think they're going to give Darius Slay a two, three-year extension and pay him, he pay a 35-year-old corner? Come on, man. Hey, Brian Biding. You said it right, man. 29 is better than 32. The last time I checked. And James Bradbury technically had a better season. But I don't want it to get lost. James Bradbury's success definitely was a byproduct of Darius Slay's presence. Right? Let's not get it. Let's not get it construed. I know we're talking business here, but let's not get it construed. James Bradbury, his success was a result of being around guys like CJ Gardner Johnson, being around guys like Darius Slay. Remember, James Bradbury never had to cover the number one receiver. We have to, we have to put that into perspective. On top of that, James Bradbury is a zone corner. He's not really known for his man-to-man ability. He's not really known for his speed. He's a savvy corner who's smart, understands angles, understands routes, you know, knows how to jump the route, understands leverage, so on and so forth. He's a savvy corner. He's a zone corner. But let's not forget his success. He was an all he was a second team all-pro. He was a pro bowler. His success did not come alone. His success did not come by his own efforts efforts alone. He did his thing. He made plays. But his success was not of his efforts alone. His success was a byproduct of being next to guys like Darius Slay, Being next to C.J. Garner Johnson. You follow me here? Having that Eagles pass rush. Also, the scheme was very friendly to his skill set. So I think that's the main reason. He understands that the scheme is very friendly to his skill set. And also, if Darius Slade is here, because he's not making his deal based off of Darius Slade, but if Darius Slade is here, that still helps him. If they if the Eagles draft a lockdown corner in the first round, that helps him again. But we're going to find out just how good James Bradbury is come come this season. Because best believe, if Darius Slay is not here, he's going to be guarding the number one guy. We're going to see just how effective he can be if darius slay is not here so it's a gift and a curse you guys it comes with the game it comes with the game but overall i think bringing james bradbury back is huge it helps it helps but the eagles still need to find a way to fill some holes right they still have to find a way to develop these young guys, guys like N'Kobe Dean, uh, Jordan Davis. You know what I mean? All those young guys, Reed Blankenship, um, Milton Williams. They need to step up. They need to step up. I understand, Alex. They haven't drafted a corner in the first round since Lito Shepard. It's been a long time. But here's my thought process on this. I think I think I said this earlier on, and um, and I and I'll end it on this note. If if the Eagles remain at ten, if the Eagles stand pat at ten, and they decide this is the best spot for us, if Jalen Carter, the D tackle from Georgia, if he falls, the Eagles are drafting him. Excuse me. If Jalen Carter falls, the Eagles are drafting him. It's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's my honest thought. And also, you bring up a good point, Fly Parks, how you want to certain as well. The Cowboys want to certain, and the Eagles want to certain or JC Horn. But those guys got those guys got picked up. So the Cowboys and the Eagles, they did what they did, and the Eagles drafted Devontae Smith and the Cowboys drafted Micah Parsons. Those two players were the, were both of those teams' second choices. Both of those teams wanted either of those corners, J.C. Horn or Patrick Sertain. I think the Eagles want... I think the Eagles want a corner. They want a corner. It's just a matter of where they're going to pick it at. I'm telling you, if Jalen Carter falls, and he's at 10, the Eagles are picking him. It's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's no question. But... Again, that's if they stay at ten. That's if they stay at ten. Knowing Harvey roseman, he's going to trade one of those first round picks. He's 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 either trading, he he he's either going to trade back from ten or he's going to trade out of the first round with the thirty first overall pick. I don't really know how it's going to shake out, but it's going to be exciting. This has been this so far this offseason has been, man, it's been a nail biter. I think I think the one signing that everyone will be happy with, regardless of what happens, the one signing that everyone wants is C.J. Garner-Johnson. If the Eagles manage to re-sign C.J. Garner-Johnson, man, Harry Roseman is a demon. <laughs> and it's straight like that, you guys. Man, I appreciate y'all for locking in. Man, over 400 people in this thing. That means a lot to me, and you guys are always... Showing love to the kid. Uh, You guys have been locked in on football 24-7. I'm filling in for the guy, John McMullen, who's currently writing the James Bradbury story. Right now, John McMullen is on the beat covering this James Bradbury contract. And, man, you know, you guys know I had to come in and I had to talk about it with you guys. I couldn't couldn't leave this stone unturned. But tomorrow... John will be live on Burge 365 with Jody Mack to break down the James Bradbury contract more in depth because he's more privy to some insider knowledge that I don't have access to. But I do lean on my guy, John McMullen, to do amazing work for Jacob Sports like he always does. You guys have been locked in on football 24-7. I'm your host, Tone DeShills II. Smash that like button, one love, stay humble, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay hungry. And fly goes fly, you guys.